Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Man in the Black Suit podcast. I hope you're all having a good week. I I know I am. (laughs) New toys for mom. Very exciting. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Tell me about this new toy, Pam. it's, it's, It's an iPad. You know, I've, I, I've, I've oh, had it. Oh, very cool. I have had it with my Kindle. I'm on my third one. Battery can't be recharged. And I just like, no. No more. Oh, wow. So everything else I have is Apple. So it makes sense. You know, my computer, my phone. So that all kind of works together. So how are you doing? It's been a week. (laughs) I'm doing well, though. Thank you for asking. Um, Just juggling lots of balls in the air. Um, I'm sharing, uh, you know, Lorraine. I see Lorraine and Joni on. And uh, ladies, it's so good to see you. Um, I was sharing with Pam earlier that uh, (laughs) it was it was very, very busy. getting together last week I was traveling for work in Philadelphia and had some really uh which is why I was not able to uh to join to be on last week and um it really was a great conference I learned a lot um but you know recovering from being away is always challenging and I'm heading out again uh tomorrow evening actually um on my way to Austin, Texas. So, cool. yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be a good. We're it's again. This is actually for work and for play. Um, going, uh, 
Texas is going to be number 40 uh, for our states. Uh, I'm trying to see all 50 states before I turn 50. So we'll have 10 more to go after uh, my Texas sojourn. So it's just a lot, a lot to pull together. Um, I have been doing a lot with mom. I'm, I'm caregiving for my mother, as I think some of you know. Um, so we have, so it's a whole family effort to uh, keep things moving. So, but it's also why I love these books. You know, this is, this community is so supportive and um, everybody inspires me um, from large things and small things, uh, small acts of kindnesses, quotes that are shared, um, so it's, it's always kind of an inspiration for me to tag in and say hello. Um, Lorraine mentioned, uh, Pam, that she loves the Kindle app on her iPad. I actually wonder, I, I'm only using Nook right now, um, in part because my, I'm trying to support, um, uh, be supportive of my uncle who works for Barnes and Noble, <laughs> but, um, I, and, but I do have a Kindle app on my iPhone and I wonder if I should put the app on my iPad as well. I haven't even thought to do that yet. I would. I would. Because yeah. you know, I have so much on my Kindle that I wouldn't have to move over. So mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah, so we're, I'm excited. New toy. New toy. Very, very cool. <laughs> you know, God loves those who have the most toys <clears throat> or something like that. <laughs> a friend of mine used to have a license plate thing surround that says he who has the most toys wins oh yeah <laughs> i don't know if i aspire uh, i don't yeah, know if i agree with that but it's funny either, but because he didn't know he's, he's a good guy but he had, has issues like most men i know <laughs> How, uh, i don't know i don't know I, I'm sure that's some uh, would make some good chapters for your book, Pam. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> they they uh, might be Santorini type chapters, but <laughs> <laughs> now you're making me blush. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're at the part of the book that they're in Greece. Yes, so am I. I love it for so many reasons, and it just. <laughs> It's just, I know, it's very exciting. So I know there's lots of news to cover, lots of things to share this week. Yeah, we have a couple things. Um, I spoke with Betty not too long ago and just told her that we kind of missed her on uh, the Gabriel's Inferno podcast. And she said that they'll be back. It's just, just all have a lot on their plate. I know Pearling in Venezuela is having a, have issues with internet, so but they'll be back. Uh, she's also I doing, miss them. I do too, and she's also Betty also told me she's doing a lot with her eleven year old blessedness and the brand Aww. new blessedness, uh, as also taking some some of her time too. So understandable we wish them well the 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 smallest blessedness is five months or six months old now so that's kind of fun um uh the 
Noches in Florencia, they're actually back and they're going to be uh, broadcasting in Spanish tomorrow night at 8 p.m. and that's New York time. Uh, and Noites in Florencia and Colosia Gabriel, just keep a look at because uh, I know that one of the things that's holding them back is the fact that uh, some of the books have not been published in Spanish or in Portuguese and they're trying to work at getting them uh, done. So It would be so great if, if they can get them translated. It just yes. would be... And I know SR has said that he is working on translations and that there are some coming up, but he hasn't mentioned what they are. Uh, I think possibly uh, The Raven may mm -hmm. have been translated in French, I think, or something, but it, not a language related to the podcast, so hopefully. Um, and he is still writing, uh, Gabriel Four. He, he doesn't have much to say about it yet at this point, but he did say as soon as he had some news, he would get back to us on that. Um, he also mentioned the Gabriel film. He says that is in pre-production and he should know more, uh, more about that one as soon. As well. Oh, that would be... I, I'm yeah. very excited about this. I think, as I mentioned... I <clears throat> I started reading the Driven series <laughs> so I could watch it on Passion Flicks. So I wasn't going to watch until I read it. Mm -hmm. And um, I still have to, I, I finished three books of the Driven series and then read Slow Burn, which is a companion book, which I have to say, I loved the characters in that so much. Like that's one of my favorite books Beckett Daniels is one of my favorite book boyfriends. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Lorraine. Lorraine says, me too. I'm listening to the books again. Oh, my gosh. Lorraine, I am, like, crazy about these characters. It's so much fun. So I still, I, I, I want to do the entire series, and then I want to watch it. I know it's only the first book, but um, it's kind of building up the anticipation. And I have to credit Susie, um, Susie Steinle, for... Uh, talking up uh, that series so much. She's the one who she's one of my little book gurus um, who will mention books to me and I'll be like, oh, I'll add that to the list. So <laughs> I can only imagine listening to it. Lorraine, that must be really cool. Um, I'm just reading them and I'm loving them. But that slow burn, that book, I just finished that one and now I'm into the next one. Um, oh, the char those characters just got to me. Well, I so I finished Times Convert. Deborah oh, Harkness's yes. Book. The Deborah Harkness book. And I met her Monday night. Did you? The, yes, I did. She was uh, doing an event down at the Philadelphia Library. And she goes, Pam, how are you? And I'm like, how the hell does she remember me? And That's awesome. And I have awesome. to remember that she's a teacher. And mm -hmm. she tends to get to know people and this is right. like the third time I've met her she was I did one in a book signing in May the All Souls convention uh, in August and then this so yeah I'm, and Lorraine I'm loving it I loved it I'm actually listening to it again because um, I, I just get to pick up more stuff 
I am a history geek and being from Philadelphia, there's a lot of Philadelphia history in that. So I, I Oh, really? That. Yeah. Because uh, part of it takes place around the Revolutionary War in Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm, that's, it was that's great. Awesome. It was great. Awesome. So my, you know, that's that series. That series. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to read the Gift Saga next by Effie or the um, Deborah Harkness ones. Those are like two of my impending you will not must be reads. Able to put any of the All Souls trilogy down or this book down. They, they while this book is related to the Old Souls, it's, uh -huh. it takes place at a different time. Oh, it cool. goes more in depth with a couple of the characters than the uh, All Souls did. That was Diana's story and Matthew's story. And this is Marcus and Phoebe with a little bit of Diana and Matthew thrown in for, for the fun. Um, and and uh, Joni was saying how much fun that is. Lorraine said, I'm going to listen to it next. She saw your picture with her. And she said lots of history in it. She loves it. And she's encouraging me to read Deborah Harkness next. Yeah. I actually think I'm going to, Lorraine. I think even I think it even will fit into this time of year with autumn and the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, I do have another book that just was released this week that I want to read, too. Mog's book. Mog's book. Morgan Locklear's book, Connection, um, is also on the must-read list in my uh, in my life. So... So many books, so little time, right, ladies? Yes, yes, yes. I I have actually um, three books. Uh, Connection is one of them that all came this week that I have to get into as well. So, um, I know. speaking on the author front, uh, Friday night midnight Pacific time is the last time you can make donations to uh, the babies at the border uh, for the compilation that SR and uh, MJ is going to be in. I think Effie's in it as well. Um, I know that they've collected uh, like $9,700 to go to these different charities. Oh, so and, cool. Yeah. They're going to break the 10000 mark. That's what they're trying to do, I think. Mm -hmm. And they're also, um, I, they, they were talking about the compilation. I think right now it's like 810 pages that they wow. have of all the different people that wrote to mm -hmm. it, into it. A lot of them are from fanfiction.net. That's where SR got his start. And it's Twilight Fiction, all kinds of different fan fiction. So, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm, and I'm really looking forward to see how they're going to get that to us. Is it a PDF? Right. Is it? Because if you make the donation and you email your receipt, you're put on the list to get a copy of the compilation. So, I would like to do that. I, I, I every week, every week we talk about it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And now I have to do it. Um. I'm thinking a, a compilation that big, though, they may have to send a couple. They may have to break it into a couple sections. Oh, I'm sure they would. I mean, it's, it, it'd be too <clears throat> large to send out on its own. Mm -hmm. um, and even, maybe if they zip the file, but how many people know how to unzip files? 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know people's level of technical right. software uh, prowess. Good thing they're not printing it. Mm -hmm. Lorraine's saying it's supposed to be a PDF file. A, a few, few of them. them. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense to me, Lorraine, because mm -hmm. that's a lot of... That's a lot of goodness to read right there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very excited. So don't forget to sign up for SR's newsletter. Uh, that, you know, he always pushes stuff out there. Or uh, SR's Fox's Den. Uh, Mog took it over last night for his connection. I wanted and to join. How was, how was that? Were you was able good. to join? Yeah, I did. I completely forgot about it, to be honest with you, until about quarter after eight. Mm -hmm. And I went quickly went into it and, and I responded to a few things. He's got a bunch of questions out there that you can respond to. Um, he gave a list of all the uh, subway signs, mm -hmm. the names of the trains, and uh, you had to make a work out of word out of them. Oh, fun. Yeah. I saw that. I, I wasn't able to join, but I saw a couple of um, them later in the evening. And so I responded to a few. Um, just fun. He's so engaging and he's he such a such a great spirit. He is. Um, I is. encourage if Lorraine, I don't know if you or Joni, if you've ever had a chance to meet the Lockleers at a book signing. They are some of the most creative, wonderful, kind spirits you ever meet. Yes, they are. Um, and they are they complement each other so well. Yes. Jen is kind of a little more laid back, a little quieter, a little more reserved. And Morgan is just like this ball of energy, um, this ball of creative energy. Oh, yeah. And together they're just it's just beautiful. It's really beautiful to see. I've never met their son, but they have a daughter, Abby, who mm -hmm. little cran, little cran, mini cran, and <laughs> she comes out, you know, and she just does her thing and has to deal with her dad. <laughs> I love Morgan, <laughs> but Morgan is very enthusiastic about things, music especially. Oh yes. Yeah. So he's got the vinyl frontier. So if you're into any kind of music, albums, especially vinyl albums, go on in. He's, he's, he's got a lot of stuff and he's very knowledgeable. Uh, and Morgan may be joining us on the 26th of the month. Uh, on yes, our Friday, the Friday night program. So, Friday night, yes. Friday night, the 26th. We're going to have a... An author invasion by uh, Morgan Locklear. That's right. We, um, he says that should be a good date, so we're going to just confirm it. But we wanted to share that with you guys today, mm -hmm. um, hoping that um, some of our uh, friends uh, across the across the pond, shall we say, might be able to join us um, as well to uh, to talk to Morgan. It's always a it's always an entertaining time. <laughs> Yes, it is. He, he does go off in his different tangents, but it is good. I know. It's all good. It's yeah. lots of goodness. So, so. Uh, this particular chapter, we have split up in two. Um, yes. Speaking of lots of goodness. 
because there's so much into it. Mm -hmm. And I think the next few chapters, there's just so much going on that uh, we may break them up in parts like this. So just we can enjoy the moment and make it last longer. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're into delayed gratification? Delayed gratification. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, it, it is. There is a lot. It's very rich. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts in this. Well, in this book in, je- in, in particular, there's a lot going on um, and a lot to track. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's good. And as we begin Chapter 28, um, we know that uh, Acacia and Nicholas are in, the, in Santorini. Um, they are attending a business meeting. Acacia had agreed to uh, work for Nicholas as his uh, assistant. And uh, in this instance, uh, not only is she his assistant, but um, she is supposed to be pretending to be his lover at this dinner, this informal dinner meeting with Constantine and his um, his uh, lady friend, Yasmin. So they've met there at the event, and that's where the chapter begins. After dinner, Constantine suggested that Acacia, who's going by the name Andarta uh, under an assumed alias, and Yasmin go to the terrace to watch the sunset. Constantine knows uh, Nicholas as Pierre Breckman. So it's Pierre and Andarta who are dining with Constantine and Yasmin this evening. Um, As the women go to the terrace, this gave the Constantine and Nicholas time to talk. And Constantine was a very handsome man. He's in his late 50s. He's growing at the temples. Uh, His hair is about shoulder length. A day's worth of growth of beard on his face, and he's dressed similarly to Nicholas. And they both are—they both are men of power. And you can tell by the way SR writes that how they hold themselves, how they present themselves. It's—it's um, it's definitely a meeting of uh, peers, you know, or alleged peers, um, because Constantine does not realize that. Um, he's not talking to Pierre. He's actually um, in giving information to Nicholas in his quest to track down his parents, uh, uh, not just his parents, but his family's uh, missing artwork, and to uh, find out what who was behind the the death of his sister. You know who he reminded me of. Do you, you know in the movie? Do you ever see the movie Thunderball, James Bond movie? Yes. Yes. And, and he reminded me of Largo from that movie. Mm. And Yasmin reminds me of Domino. I know. I'd have to look it up. I remember seeing Thunderball many times. I'm trying to remember those characters. But he definitely is portrayed. It definitely is portrayed as someone that you would encounter in a James Bond movie. I can yeah. totally visualize it. Yeah. I even asked SR that question. And there is no relation to the movie 
the, the, you know, these are just his characters that came through his imagination. That's some imagination SR has there. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, it is. Great imagination and a great soul. Yes. But, but I'm digressing. Mm-hmm. Um, both Constantine and Nicholas are very polite, and they're pulling the chairs out. Constantine took Yasmin's hand to help her up, and again... <laughs> uh, Nicholas is also going to be helping her, but we, we and you know what? I, I was listening to this chapter um, and some some of the subsequent chapters today again, and SR definitely has a thing for shoes, and in this case, Yasmin's wearing very high heels, which I thought to myself. That is really inconvenient to be wearing really high heels on the um, cliffs of Santorini. Because let me tell you, the cob- if the cobblestones don't get you, the fact that it's marble will. Because it's very, there's very slick surfaces uh, when you're on the, on the um, islands. And, oh, I see Karen. Hi, hey, she's briefly waving. So happy to see you, KK. I know it's, even if it's for a brief few minutes... You know, we're talking about SR and his love of the, the footwear. Um, Lorraine said, oh, yes, LOL. <laughs> so I'm surprised he didn't say what make they were. I know. Well, he did continue to talk more um, when we get into Acacia's footwear. So, you know, Constantine pulls out the chair. Yasmin puts her arms around him and... Then Acacia looks the other way to kind of give them some privacy. Nicholas helps her in kind, pulls out the chair, calls her Andy, speaks very sweetly to her. And I loved this. I can just visualize this again. I just think this translates so well to the screen. Uh, He takes her palm and kisses her palm and then her wrist. (sighs) Ah, So beautiful. The imagery, right? Yep. And so as Constantine and Yasmin are watching, kind of lost you, live there. you know, because even though Acacia looked away, Constantine and Yasmin are kind of trying to figure out what's going on with this woman who Pierre Breckman is with. And so they, they have an audience. So Acacia stroked Nicholas's cheek under his scar. And uh, I, I just was thinking... She really is um, being everything she needs to be, right? She has to pretend that she's his lover, so she is she is getting into it. But as Pam said, she's playing this part really well, but maybe is it too well? You know, what's truth and what's fiction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she could feel his touch on her bare back as he was escorting her up from the chair and it kind of ignited her senses when he touched her, um, which I can, I, I, that has happened to me. I can relate to that. There is a lot of energy there when you are with someone that you have a strong attraction to. Um, she was wearing an indigo blue halter dress, no heels, but here we go again with the shoes. But the sandals, which are, I believe they're silver and they're laced to her knee gladiator style. 
So again, I could totally envision that. That's a little bit more appropriate for the, the terrain that they're on. And, you know, after this kindness and after she caresses his cheek, she says not to keep her waiting too long. And he pulled her close and whispers in her ear, soon. Ah, I'm telling you, this chapter, these chapters just, uh, the fact that they're pretending right now, but you are kind of wondering, mm-hmm. are they really pretending or are they just playing or testing this out because they, they're, they're trying to fight this so. attraction, but it's kind of there. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or just trying to push each other's buttons a little bit. And can you see this you on know, film? It's interesting. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. I think this is would be an easy, so to speak, easy, easy book to translate to film. Yes, Joni, I agree. It's such a fun scene. Um, and, you know, because it's also like Akasus gets to play the, you know, they're kind of playing spies in a way. You know, trying to find out information, uh, scout things out, explore what people's motives are. So it's it's really it's really fun. So as they're escorted um, from the table, Yasmin and Acacia go and settle on the porch, and this is where Yasmin starts to feel out and try and find out some information about Acacia. And she goes, "How long have you been with Pierre?" And then Acacia is like, not long. <laughs> and uh, as they go about, they have the staff member bringing the champagne and pouring it for them. And Yasmin continues on and asks about the scar and if the scar bothers her. And Acacia, as Andy, says no and asks if it should. I thought that was a great question because I was like, why would you meet why would you be asking that of someone you just met like I just thought but you know she's very matter of fact and I have met um, sometimes a lot of it's from people's different perspectives or different cultures um, something we may hold back on and trying to be deferential or polite Um, Mm -hmm. that's not the same in in other cultures they want to be very direct and forthright and they'll ask things point blank that maybe someone who might be perhaps British or American would not. <laughs> um, that's yeah, how I, I read it. I just it, thought anyway. it was kind of rude. So she put, Yasmin puts it out there and says, what about the scar? You know, doesn't it bother you? And Lorraine says, people are cruel. And I loved her answer. I did too. Yeah. Should it? You know, no. Mm-hmm. Pierre is who he is, you know, and he's a very handsome man. So... Who cares about the scar? And it's really what's inside that counts, as as we learn uh, and hear about later. Yasmin responds that he would be handsome without it, um, but suggested it gave him a dangerous look. So I, and she also kind of warns Acacia about men from Monaco being playboys. So I think it's interesting that Yasmin, within the first first conversation the first three minutes of their time alone is pretty much putting it out there that um, P.S. what's you know you're with a guy who 
has this scar and what's with the scar. And by the way, he's probably cheating and playing around on you. I, you know, I just felt it was very interesting the way she kind of uh, was pushing, pushing at Acacia. I don't know if she was trying to press her buttons. Um, I'm not sure if she was just, you know, oblivious and shallow. Um, I just, I thought it was interesting that she was asking those questions and kind of did the throwaway line about men from Monica. Um, so Acacia, yeah, I mean, did you find that kind of like, you know, why, why are you saying that in a way it's like, she's trying to warn her, just be careful. That's kind of how I, when I read it, that's how I felt. I felt she was trying to warn her, just be careful. I thought it was warning, trying to find it, feel her out of, you know, who she is or who she may be Mm. or what she's doing. But I just, I just thought it was a, an odd question to ask somebody the first time yeah. you meet them. I did too. But then, but I also think she's... And you know, Lorraine, Lorraine anyway. pointed out... Right, 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 exactly. Lorraine pointed out, I wonder if it was jealousy. And it's, it's quite possible that she could be jealous of Andy. So, you know, at this point, <laughs> I'm sure Akasi is like, oh, my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, Akasi really doesn't know what where to do, say at this point. Where do I point. send my resignation letter? Um, exactly. Um, Yasmin proceeds to tell her about the drawbacks of the different nationalities. So, you know, she's saying, Monaco, um, men are playboys and Greeks have tempers. But they know how to relax, unlike the Germans. Um, And yes, jealousy makes people nasty. I totally agree with that, Lorraine. Um, I don't know if she was really being... I think some of her motivation, it does make sense, some of it's jealousy. I just think she's kind of one of those people who are just not having a filter and saying what she thinks. She comes across to me as someone who's very unfiltered. Um, Greeks have tempers, but know how to relax, unlike Germans. Um, and Akasi was then going to ask a question, um, but Yasmin spilled champagne on her dress. And that's when she cursed in Arabic. So, and, you know, this is where, you know, I think they were having this kind of interesting conversation. They were kind of pushing and pulling a little bit. And Acacia responding in Arabic about, she was sorry about the dress was the glue that brought them together. Uh, You know, I think Yasmin was kind of like, oh, I didn't really feel like having dinner with people anyway. You know, why am I dealing, you know, why do I have to entertain this woman? And, Mm -hmm. you know, now Akasi responded in Arabic. Right, right. And things change in their uh, rapport. Just so we, you know, in the atmosphere out there, we have a little bit of a delay going on. So if if I sound like I'm interrupting or asking a question multiple times, that's the reason. So. Oh, I see. I'm not hearing any delay. I hope the ladies out there aren't. 
I hope not too. I, I, I am. And I'm also got a echo in my ear, so always fun. Always fun. I vaguely <laughs> I vaguely hear the echo. So anyhow, <laughs> so Yasmin is as then asks if she and Acacia interprets for Pierre or Andy. And uh, she says she has nothing. No, she really doesn't have anything to do with his business. And that uh, asked if do you do that for Constantine? And Yasmin tells her no, that she's a trained engineer. And uh, she had studied in Germany. And when asked what type of engineering, she replies, a mechanical engineer. That was my dad, by the way. Villanova class of 51. Aw, that surprised um, me. <laughs> what, that she's an engineer? Yes. Because one, one of the things that I got with this woman, Yasmin, I know that there are women out there like this, but it's weird to um, to just to, to visualize a woman that's going off with a man, especially one that has such a great education. So that that I you know I I know it happens, but it's my judgmental side of me. <clears throat> anyway. So, uh, but she'd studied in Germany and uh, she told Acacia that Constantine's associates were very boring and they're all business types, but Pierre is very nice. Pierre is one of the few men that treats her nicely and that doesn't think she's an idiot. And asked if he, if he was with a Swiss woman before and, and Acacia kind of got a little, got a little annoyed with that because of Silka's name being mentioned. And uh, she said yes. Talk about jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, is it jealousy because she's portraying it of the pretend lover? Or is it jealousy because she's jealous? So. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. My, my Plus, I also think Acacia really feels badly. Uh, yeah, I think she does. It's just the way that he she... was treated was so terrible by Silka. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard when, when you know, you're so, uh, you you see this person and, and there are hidden feelings in this person. And having read the Google report about what she did to him with this other American or whoever he was. And, you know, yeah, so... I'm sure that that was a good part of it. So, um, she's also said that uh, Yasmin tells her that when she's ready to move on from Pierre, as if it's a normal state of affairs, um, to stay away from Russians. And so Yasmin's refilling the glasses of champagne, uh, but Acacia has no intentions of getting drunk, even though Yasm Yasmin wants them to. Uh, so this gets a, a cost. Yes, yes. And Lorraine mentions that she was really jealous, she thinks. And she didn't like how Silka treated him in terms of Acacia 
and the reference to Silka, which I agree on. Exactly. And I also think Yasmin um, and Yasmin, I, I just found that interesting. And maybe it's because of the women that Yasmin had grown up with and been around. Maybe this is the life that she knows, um, even though she has that independent education and her training maybe it was too hard or too convenient for her to to fall into this kind of a lifestyle i don't know i don't know but i i found it intriguing that sr wrote her that way that kind of that kind of lifestyle is intriguing anyway you know because the women that do this are, are very glamorous a lot of them are very well educated I'm not saying she's a call girl. That's true. Um, but, you know, they could be models or whatever <clears throat> with these very powerful men. True. You know, that's, it's the corporate, I'd say corporate wife, but, but it's more like a corporate mistress. You know? Yes. Yes. So uh, when she's talking about the Russian, she asked about the Russian, Yasmin looks up at, into the dining room and she sees Constantine and Nicholas drinking scotch and smoking cigars. And she kind of gets uh, the look that, uh, you know, Tal is saying, you know, yeah, I'm, he, he's going to be reeking of that cigar for a while and then later on it's going it's to be all over me. I think that's kind of stinky. Been there, done that, I have to say. <laughs> Maybe you should write the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no way, Pam. I'd be happy to edit yours, though. <laughs> no, the only thing I have with cigars was my grandfather. <laughs> my grandfather, my mother's father, used to smoke cigars. Aww. And in what I remember in the summertime, either on the front porch or in the den, it was always dark. And if he was on the front porch, it was the radio. And if he was in the den, it was the TV. And that would have been the only light except for the light on his cigar. And outside, that's all you could see was the cigar. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. That's my only experience with cigars. Well, my husband, my husband smokes occasionally. He smokes cigars occasionally. Um, Of course, being Puerto Rican, uh, it is something he grew up with. He actually had a grandmother who smoked cigars. And um, it's, it's very, for him, it's very cultural. And it's very, it's a very personal kind of tie to some of his family. So, but it's not frequent. Um, and, you know, it's something that he does on occasion. Uh, but he does enjoy it, um, even though, you know, I warn him and we, we discuss how it is not the most healthiest choice to make in your life. But, Luckily, it's just an infrequent um, occurrence, but he does enjoy it. So, hey, um, I, you know, so I, I can relate I to I can relate to, to Yasmin in that 
I can remember uh, being on vacation in Quebec and all these men that I mm-hmm. worked for or worked with all gave me money. Please get us Cuban cigars. <laughs> because of the embargo. I know where this is going. <laughs> so That's right. I went to a mall in Laval. And I found a cigar store. <laughs> and I picked up a box of cigars. And uh, stuffed them in my suitcase. And we're driving across, um, <laughs> up around, I think it was Moncton, Canada, into Maine. And the Canadian border guard or U.S. border guard, I don't know which he was because it was just a, a small bridge like over a creek um, said do you have anything uh-huh. to declare no <laughs> and we get across <laughs> and we're back now in the US and my brother-in-law said how come you didn't tell them about the cigars I said because they would have confiscated them and I needed them for work <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did smuggle Canadian Cuban cigars. Oh, yes. The the beloved Cuban cigars. The ever-elusive. Abe loved when we were traveling because he could have a Cuban. He just loved that. He thought it was the best. But I have to say he's very considerate. He, you know, obviously smokes outside. Uh, He doesn't Mm -hmm. enjoy cigars in the house. And he usually is make sure he's pretty smoke free before he comes uh comes visiting um you know comes back and i don't mind though it's it's really not too too bad i used to work in bars so i was used i was used to the i was used to the ashtray uh, effect so yes the cigarette smoke yeah i felt like i could scrape it off of me at the end of the night so Not not the case anymore. Most most places around here are smoke free, so I don't miss I don't miss I can, that. I worked in a bar when they weren't. So, mm-hmm. Yep. You know how it is. So the ladies yeah, in the hair, everything. So Yasmin's lamenting about hating the cigars and as she returns to her seat with more champagne, she starts telling Acacia that she has had she has been with a Russian, and that Constantine knew, but they don't talk about it. And Acacia was asking her how he treated her, if he was bad to her, and Yasmin said, "You could say that." She met him in a club in Frankfurt, and meanwhile, I, I love the fact that all of this is happening in Arabic. You know, they're they're conversing in Arabic. Yasmin finally feels comfortable um, speaking her native tongue as opposed to having to use English or another language. Um, so uh, apparently the Russian and Yasmin connected in Frankfurt. Acacia really didn't know what to say. Um, she kept silent and Yasmin continued. She says, oh, he was a Philistine. He made lots of money quickly, and he just had no culture and no class. She said it was living like a barbarian. And he'd take her out to buy her presents, and she 
took um, and he took her to his home outside of Moscow in the middle of winter, which I can only imagine how cold and um, icy it is at that point of the year. Um, so she was she was des- right, and she was stuck out in this compound in the middle of a cold Moscow winter. Um, so she started exploring the house, and she says she came across all this stuff, and he had all these valuable things like a Fabergé egg. And uh, I, I feel like I may have seen a Fabergé egg at the Smithsonian. There, they are. I saw one once. At the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, mm. at at a uh, it was a jewelry exhibition and had uh, the big names like von Cleef and Arpel, Bulgari, um, Harry Winston, and uh, oh my God, the jewelry was beautiful. But but they they did have uh, one egg in, in with that collection, and uh, it had it wasn't a jewel That's on the top. Gorgeous. It was, just something but it I remember it opened up and it had something mechanical that went in went on inside of it I don't remember exactly what it was it was it was over 20 years ago because my husband was still alive at the time so but yeah and I had also asked SR sounds beautiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> I asked SR if he'd ever seen one because I know that he had been to Russia at some point in time and he said he never got close enough to see one. I think that they're usually, if they're on exhibit, they're usually on exhibit at the Hermitage, which is in St. Petersburg. You so, know, mm. a lot of them were hidden. That would be um, amazing to see the them Bolshevik in Russia. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know that some of them were, um, mm-hmm. were taken out. Um, at the time of the communist revolution and uh, somewhere they could use that leverage it as money the people that escaped and uh, as, as well as other jewelry they did a lot right. of that and so there are some that are in private collections in the world and they're but I think the majority of them are still in Russia And I don't think they ever let them go. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. No. And and as we, you know, as she was talking about these great pieces of art and this Fabergé egg and these big elephant tusks that she came across, um, you know, she was talking to Cassian saying, you know, it makes no sense. Instead of showing them in his house, um, he chose to just keep them in this closet, you know, he has no sense of art or how to display art or any concept of what he actually has in his home. And she's saying it sits in this shelf, on the shelf in this big room full of artifacts that are floor to ceiling. And she tells the story about when she saw the egg and the fact that it was op- this, this room was open one day. So she went in and aside from the Fabergé egg and the tusks, she saw all kinds of great artwork and there was even a painting of a little girl having her hair done. And they were just, you know, kind of shelved and stored in this room the way one would store junk. And uh, you can kind of imagine the way she described it. It was like all this stuff would have just been kind of shoved and put in different places, nothing on display, everything just kind of uh, 
tucked away. Pushed aside. And when Acacia asked why he did not display the art, yeah. I mean, when Acacia asked why he did not display the art, Yasmin tells her that he has this big house with expensive decor. And he throws his money around. Um, He would take her out all the time and just spend lots and lots of money. And, you know, one day he saw that the door was open and uh, that she had been in there. And as soon as he found out, he dragged her out of the room by her hair and punished her. So she tells Acacia, um, while she likes to have sex and that kind of punishment, um, because that was just horrible. And, you know, she said, you know, it took her several months to get away. And, well, you know, Akasi, you know how things are. You know how it is. (laughs) Akasi's like, oh, yeah, sure. I know what you're talking about. Did I tell you about the guy? No. (laughs) So so she's like, she didn't know what to say. She's shaking her head. Yeah, so Yasmin told her that uh, she had saved as much money as she could get her hands on. And that uh, and she was an engineer. Oh my so goodness, I can only imagine. She made herself a little ladder. And uh, which surprised Acacia. But then she also had a bribed one of the kitchen help. Because she had heard lots and lots of stories about other women that have tried to get away. And I don't know what happened to them, but I'm sure some of them uh, would be found uh, somewhere in the tundra. Or at the bottom of the Caspian Sea right. or something. So she asked, uh, yeah. was she worried that he would come after her? And uh, Yasmin said, yeah, she had heard the stories. And, and so she went to just went to the Jordanian uh, embassy, told her that told them that she lost her uh, passport. She, so when she got back to Frankfurt. Very smart. She hooked up with. Yep. Yeah, she uh, uh, hooked up with Constantine and she told him about the guy and he protects her. He promised to protect her. So Akasi was glad she was okay, as was Yasmin, and Yasmin's pointing to more champagne. And that's where we're ending it for today. Having a little more cocktails. I know. Just a, just a In couple. the midst of the champagne buzz. <laughs> you know, I find uh, it interesting the way that... Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting the way that uh, the chapter evolved from Yasmin kind of trying to make small talk and not being very um, engaged uh, to really kind of revealing parts of her history once she kind of felt more comfortable with Acacia. And uh, I think um, I, I think Acacia went in with a very open mind, not knowing what to expect. And I feel like Yasmin was a lot more than she bargained for. Well, and I think it's great that uh, she could uh, open up to Acacia. You know, she must give off that vibe to that, you know, whatever you uh, tell me will be kept secret. And 
I can tell you anything type of thing. Or she's just a very silly woman who doesn't just blabs. <laughs> I can't tell which. Right. <laughs> Lorraine says, <laughs> Lorraine says Acacia would have kicked his ass. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I agree. Although totally. I, I have heard mm -hmm. that um, Russian men can be very nasty, as can Russian women. And that was from a Russian landlord mm. I had one time. Yeah, he was uh, a nice oh, wow. guy, Alex, but he uh, he he, uh, he could tell. He told us stories about some of the people he knew, and I was like, okay. And his his father, Alex's father, was uh, part of a, a Yugoslavian resistance group, and he got um, Alex's mom and himself out of the uh, Soviet Union by hiding in a car. It looked like a car seat. The back oh seat my of word. the car seat. Yeah. Um, the, I, he, Alec, his father actually told me the story. It was, it's really ingenious. So Alex was born here, but but he, he has gone back. He married a girl from North Carolina, and they uh, went to Russia for their honeymoon and and saw a few uh, people. So, and I know the Russian mob. That is would be so. Worse, so. Oh, In fact, even the, what he unbelievable. goes to church with. Um, More fodder for your book, Pam. Um, yes. He goes to church with uh, Mikhail Brishnikov. They go to the same Russian uh, <gasps> Orthodox Church. Oh my gosh, I might have to. I might have to sit in on a mass. Uh, you don't sit. You stand. There are no seats in the church. I could do that. <laughs> and service goes for about two hours. So, hey, right. man, it's just but, like uh, Greek Orthodox Church. I could do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, uh, and the and the church is really cool. It was a little a little tiny church, but it does have the onion domes and all that. So anyway, so that's Alex. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very open and generous person was also a pain in the ass for a landlord. So. <laughs> well, I think uh, when we go into the next part of the chapter next week, we're going to hear more about the Russian. Yes. I believe we will. And it should be uh, very and, interesting. And more about Nicholas and Constantine's discussion. I think there will be all kinds of tension that makes for good TV shows as long as they don't consume Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what killed a couple of old shows. Made them jump the shark. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm, we'll finish off. Well, I'm uh, really happy 
You are. Yeah, I'm happy about this chapter. I'm happy we have. uh, We're getting into we're getting into these uh, these chapters when the uh, the tension escalates and there's a lot more, shall we say, interaction between our protagonists. Yes, that would that'll be good. So, so I am I am very much looking forward to it. So we'll be back next week with the end of chapter 28. And hopefully SR will have some news by then. Not saying he will or he won't, but hopefully. That would be great. And uh, Yes. So we'll speak to you all then. And I'm going to be playing a little. Please take care, everybody. Who's here? And you have a good week. So we're going to be, it will come back. So have a good one.